Axios Pro Rata, where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. I'm Dan Primack. On today's show, who's excluded from part two of the small business loan program and Google searches in the age of COVID-19. But first, defining essential businesses. So some states in America are beginning to reopen their economies, at least tentatively. Georgia obviously made the biggest headlines last week with Republican Governor Brian Kemp allowing some businesses like gyms, spas and tattoo parlors to resume operations over the objections of not only some local leaders in Georgia, but even the White House. Colorado, led by Democratic Governor Jared Polis, today is launching a more conservative reopening plan, permitting some elective medical procedures to occur and businesses like salons to reopen, although gyms in Colorado remain closed and restaurants must remain takeout only. Schools in both states still shuttered. What's key to understanding about reopening, though, is that the closures weren't uniform throughout the country or even within some states themselves. And that's because there is no common definition of what is an essential business outside of things like emergency rooms, pharmacies and supermarkets. What might need to be reopened in one state was never closed in another and vice versa. For example, the World Wrestling Entertainment headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. Well, that's closed. People are working from home there. But WWE is allowed to host live events, albeit without audiences, in Florida, which deemed WWE to be an essential business. The bottom line, the initial definitions of, quote, essential felt random to many and are sure to be revisited as businesses lobby to reopen. In 15 seconds, we'll go deeper with Axios business reporter Courtney Brown. But first, this. Axios chief technology correspondent Ina Fried shares breaking news and analysis on the most consequential companies and players in tech from the Valley to DC. Subscribe to get smarter faster at signup.axios.com. And now back to the Pro Rata podcast. We're joined now by Axios business reporter, Courtney Brown. So Courtney, let's start here. Is there some kind of least common denominator to how states are deciding what is and isn't an essential business? There is consensus around obvious industries, hospitals, grocery stores, things that people need to survive day to day during the economic lockdown. But then there's some surprising ones like Hobby Lobby, which argued that it was an essential business because it sells materials that can be used to make masks and other PPE. They were eventually forced to shut down. And then there's places like Bath and Body Works, which is known for selling toiletries. And they said because they sell hand sanitizers, they should be considered an essential business as well. So it's interesting because I'm thinking like there's a liquor store near here that's really open because they also have happened to carry some produce for quite some time. On the grocery side, has it generally been so long as you sell some sort of food product, you get to stay open? Generally, yes, that's been the case. If you are a major retailer of food, you are considered an essential business. Courtney, how much does the definition of essential business differ between states? It differs a lot. Your state, Dan, Massachusetts, your governor said that recreational pot shops weren't allowed to stay open. Those are not essential. But, you know, you had a few states to the West and that's different. Recreational pot stores are allowed to be open. And there's been uproar about that. The inconsistency has caused anger and concern among people in the industry because they want to keep their doors open. You know, it allows them to bring in some revenue and potentially keep their workers. But the other side of that is you're also putting your workers perhaps in a bit of danger and also your customers if you have people coming into your doors. Explain to me, Florida has allowed the World Wrestling Entertainment Company to stay open. It's a Connecticut company, but they're letting them still film in Florida, correct? 
Yeah, that's right. And it's important to note that initially when Florida issued its guidance around what was essential and what was not, World Wrestling Entertainment was not initially part of that list. That was a change that happened last week. And Governor Ron DeSantis was pinged about that by reporters. You know, why should WWE be allowed to put on matches? And the governor responded, um, you know, he said many things, but among them, he said, you know, people have been starved for content. People are watching reruns. They need new content to watch while they're home. Ron DeSantis clearly needs a Netflix account. So, Courtney, this discrepancy between states, this is partially, I guess, because there is no, you know, even though we have kind of national CDC guidelines in terms of things like, uh, you know, staying six feet apart from each other and wearing masks, we don't have anything on what an essential business should be. Has there been any talk of nationalizing that or, or is that really always going to be a state to state decision? A lot of the theme around the coronavirus pandemic in, in America, at least, has been these patchwork policies included in that is this idea that what's considered essential in one state and allowed to keep its doors open is not necessarily the case in you know, just the neighboring state. So I think there's been calls by trade groups like the National Retail Federation, who counts the biggest companies in the world among its members, you know, give us some national guidance here. What's considered essential in one business and not necessarily essential in the other? I mean, that's causing confusion in our industry. And that's obviously going to get more complicated as states try to open things back up at some point. I wonder, when you looked at this, did you find that kind of national stores or national retailers or companies with more money, you could argue, say like a Bath and Body Works, were more able to convince folks they were essential than, say, smaller mom and pop shops or much smaller industries? Oh, sure. Companies like Hobby Lobby and companies like Bath and Body Works, I mean, they have lobbying muscle like no other. It's important to mention Bath and Body Works, while it was given that go ahead to reopen some of its stores in Ohio, that's definitely not the case across the country. There aren't Bath and Body Works, from my understanding, in open in places like New York. Courtney, final question for you. As states kind of push to reopen, or there's at least talk of reopening, are we seeing any changes within states right now in terms of kind of broadening the definition of essential services? Or are we just going to start to see things open up without that? I think this idea of who is essential and who is not becomes even more important as states start to think about reopening their economies. I mean, the question will be, you know, who should be allowed to go back to work first? What's the next level of essential businesses? I think that's a conversation that governors and city leaders are going to have. Axios Business Reporter Courtney Brown, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Dan. My final two right after this. Axios gives you the news and analysis you need to get smarter faster on the most important topics. In our unique Smart Brevity format, we cover topics from politics to science and media to tech. Subscribe to get smarter faster at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the Pro Rata Podcast. Now it's time for my final two. And first up is the Paycheck Protection Program, or PPP, which is that massive pot of federal money aimed at helping out small businesses that have been adversely affected by the coronavirus pandemic. Now, PPP quickly burned through its initial $350 billion, but then got another $322 billion last week from Congress with the application portal reopening this morning. But not everyone eligible in the first round is necessarily eligible now. Now, the legislation itself didn't change, but the Small Business Administration has suggested that public companies may be unable to certify that they couldn't get adequate funding elsewhere, given their existing access to capital markets. And it also issued guidance on Friday night saying that private equity firms and hedge fund managers are explicitly prohibited from applying, even if they meet the general qualifications of having fewer than 500 employees and able to prove economic harm. 
On the other hand, businesses that generate revenue via legal gambling, which were ineligible in the first round, are now allowed to apply. And finally this morning, our Google searches have changed as the coronavirus pandemic has progressed, according to a new study by Google Trends, Schema, and Axios. The project pulled from more than 51,000 of the top searched Google, quote, what is, what are, and how to queries in the U.S. from January 20th through last Friday. The key turning point, February 26th, when coronavirus began to, for the first time, surpass the normal top three searches on Google, which are Facebook, YouTube, and Amazon. And as states began to specifically report cases, searches narrowed from general, what is coronavirus, to more how-to queries, like how to get tested. And then that evolved into more searches for things like, what is martial law? And what is a national emergency? Eventually, how to use Zoom. In recent weeks, Americans have pummeled Google with questions about how to make masks, how to apply for unemployment, and how to get their individual stimulus checks. Plus, I'd assume how to listen to the Axios Pro Rata podcast, although that isn't in the official data. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Tim Shovers and Naomi Shaven, have a great national prime rib day. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Pro Rata podcast.